Welcome to Tony Talks. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate the invite and you even uh, thinking of me to be able to join you and be a part of this. Absolutely. So we have Francisco Lopez here and we met at uh, Life and Wealth Mastery, but a little bit about Francisco. He's a serial entrepreneur, one of the best follows on Instagram. If you ever want to follow somebody and know how to kill it on Instagram, follow the greatest salesman in the world. Just an amazing <laughs> follow and uh, a great father figure to his three boys who he's all very active in their lives. And, and you can see that there are three active boys as well, which is really amazing to see how you hold it all together. That's, that's really uh, something special. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate the kind words and uh, the, 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 the accolades. <laughs> it's uh, like, again, it's a pleasure to be here on the show and share with you a couple of things of, you know, especially when you told me that it was going to be a show about Tony and how it, changed my life either positively or negatively <laughs> obviously it was positively um i was all on board i was like absolutely bring me on you know because yeah i think anybody can take lessons from the man and uh i think it, it it's it, it's of a, a very high value that you're being able to do this well thank you i appreciate it it's it's okay. just uh through tony's kind of uh, goodwill to begin with that creates more of it that's that's how i feel about it so correct i 100 percent agree with that yeah definitely definitely so um me and francisco met uh at life and wealth mastery uh that would have been 2017 i believe yeah 2017 late fall 2017 November. Interesting. Yeah, in November. It was interesting how we met because we weren't in group together. We were typically will be separated into groups and he wasn't my buddy or anything. But after we listened to something, there's these exercises that we have to do. And through the uh, as as I turn over to to do this exercise, I realized it's not my buddy singing beside me. It's this other dude. And I'm like, hey, um, you, you want to do this exercise? Because I got to do this exercise. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And we and I don't I, even remember what the exercise was. But after the exercise, I just remember seeing something within you. I'm like, hey, you know, is there something more you need to share here? And yeah. um, and uh, and then that's how that's how this kinship began. You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I remember the exercise. It was uh, an exercise that was uh, designed to help you really, really figure out your own internal identity um, and in terms of health, particularly in terms mm -hmm. of who are you, who do I, you do, do you identify as in terms of your health? And, it, and it's, that's always been kind of a challenge. And I'll share with you a little bit and, and why it hit me hard, but, um, when, when, when we met it was actually the same thing for me, I was in the group and all of a sudden I couldn't find them. Like I couldn't see like, where is it? Where are these people? Like they were supposed to be right here. We're supposed to be in a group. Um, I, uh, it was one of those things that sometimes it happens that you're in a group that, that maybe there's one or two people that aren't really a hundred percent into it. So it kind of really doesn't mesh a hundred percent. Um, 
but but like you said uh, earlier when we were talking about getting on the show and how the universe has a way of just bringing the right people in the right moment together, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, we turned around, we did the, I looked at you, you looked at me, I was like, hey, you know what, let's just do this. And we started working on the exercise. We went through it and 100% agreed with you. you. You just turned around after, I mean, the speakers were still, we're already talking, the exercise was over. Yes. Around and you looked at, are you there? Yes. Okay, good. Um, let me put here this real quick. Um, call came through and I, I thought I was disconnected, but no worries. <laughs> no so I turn around and um, uh, you were looking at me and you said, is there something else, bro? <laughs> because I was like kind of in this little haze, I think you would call it, you know? Yeah. And, and man, I looked at you and I, you're perfect. I mean, I didn't even know your name at that moment. I don't think, I don't know if you would, we had even introduced ourselves uh, by name, but I kind of broke down. I was like, holy shit. Like, I kind of figured this thing out, you know, mm. uh, I've always struggled with my weight. So I'm going to go ahead and share it with you, with you and your audience. Uh, kind of like what came to my mind at that moment is that I realized that a lot of the pain that I was going through in that particular moment in my life, and it included um, my relationship with my wife and my business and things like that could directly be connected to me not being in the ideal physical shape and uh, physical health. I've always been healthy. I'm not somebody that's chronically ill or anything like that, right. but uh, my energy levels were never really at a, at a peak, um, you know, in terms of being able to produce and being able to go out there and do everything that I needed to do. Um, although I've made, always made a conscious effort of doing that, especially like you said in the beginning, uh, Pertaining to my kids, I was, I, I, I've never been the dad to say, no, I'm too tired to go play with you or whatever. If they tell me, man, even if I'm exhausted, but at the same time, maybe not at the highest level possible. Got it. What I came to the conclusion, though, at that moment was that ever since I was a kid, I was fat. And it was the identity that I created. So my nickname in fifth grade was Fat Boy, uh, actually fourth grade. Uh, they bullied me and it was, hey, fat boy, fat boy, fat boy. Um, and then um, until I beat the crap out of this kid named Bobby. And then I became in my own mind, I was like, yeah, I'm a fat guy. But if you bother me, I'll kick the shit out of you. <laughs> and, and I can be okay with that, you know. Um, and then the other thing was that my father was always uh, uh, on the heavy side quite a bit. And. Uh, my mother and my, my, well, my whole family always were big on like eating snacks at the end of the night mm. and for us to connect. And it was like this big, these big, massive meals. And, and that was kind of like our, our way to connect as a family and everything. So the whole family is pretty much overweight. Um, so it was always kind of like the thing. And I remember very clearly my grandmother telling me when I was about 10 or 11 years old, when I shared with her that, hey, you know what? These kids tell me that I'm fat and I don't like it and it makes me feel bad or whatever. And she said, Oh, look at your dad. He's like super productive. He's, um, he, he, he's, he, he, he does a great job. He supports his family. Well, everybody loves him and he's overweight. It's okay. Mm. So she basically told me, look, fat guys are likable and people. And she told me, she actually told me that literally her words were, um, chubby guys are nicer. <laughs> right. 
So I was like, okay. So now I'm the chubby, nice guy that is willing to defend himself and is highly productive, even though he's fat. But it was weird how that exercise kind of made it all come together. And it really uh, made me realize this thing. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is something that's so ingrained in me at, since such a young age. How do I change it? How do I? Because obviously at this point in my life, at that point, I was 35. I said, or 36. 35, 36. I, I now as an adult. Like, that's not what I want. I don't want to get to be my dad's age in his 60s and have to get gastric bypass surgery. I don't want to get to to that point in my life and be and have a broken back because because of being so overweight, I'm tired, I fell asleep at the wheel and I had a car accident. And these are things that happened to my dad. And I was like, ah, so it really hurt. And yeah, with you, it's weird because I just turned around, looked at you and you're like, you got something else to share? And I started talking about it and I broke down, man. Remember? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a little, a, a powerful moment, man. I get goosebumps right now talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you gave me a, a good friendly hug and I really appreciate it, man. It was really, really a, a good moment for me. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, it is really amazing how the universe pulls people together it, you know, if I think about it now, I don't even talk to my buddy at Life and Wealth, period. I mean, I yeah. follow her on Instagram, but that's about it. Um, yeah. Me and you stay connected far more. Just that one interaction, that one yeah. session, that one exercise, that's all it took, right? And uh, yeah. it, it really... Uh, yeah, sorry. No worries, you're back. <laughs> You were saying that uh, even after the uh, you you broke off when you said that even just from that one moment we stayed connected and and yeah absolutely the the universe has a way of drawing in the the right people that you need in your life in the right moment as long as you are very clear with yourself about where it, where it is that you want to go. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course we were bo both connected through Tony in some way. Uh, from someone sharing uh, something from him. And I'm curious, how were you first introduced to Tony Robbins? How did you first get connected to the person? Was it like his infomercials? Was it a book? How did that happen? Well, um, it's funny. It kind of goes back to my the same grandma that gave me that horrible advice of chubby people are more likable. <laughs> yes. Also, also told me uh, when I was about 13 years old, she gave me a book called The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino. Ah, yes. And she said, you have to read this book. And me being 13 and going into, you know, that, that stage in my life. And uh, it wasn't until I was about 25 that I was going through a rough patch in my life uh, financially. This was getting into the 2007, 2008 financial crisis and stuff like that, that I had to out of my house to a much smaller place and I was moving all these boxes around and I saw that book and I remember thinking oh man I gotta read this my grandma told me to read it before she passed away you know it's kind of messed up that I did it it's funny that um up until that point man I hadn't read a single book in my life from beginning to end whatever I had to read for school or whatever I was like eh, I hated reading me too uh, 
but that book teaches you how to read. It literally does. It's one of the first habits that it tries to embed in the habit of reading and educating yourself and, and really working on improving yourself daily by reading. So I read it and it, man, it, it really opened up my mind and my eyes. And I said, holy shit, there's so much more. Um, yeah, and it was really cool for me because then at that moment, I, I, I was kind of hungry then. At that point, I became really hungry for more. And I went to uh, Barnes and Noble back then. We didn't have internet that I could just pop open and see like what books people recommend. Or, and maybe there was, but it was like super slow. And yes. It wasn't that I used as much, but I went to the bookstore and I asked the, I remember this young kid, skinny, skinny young kid. And I was like, Hey, do you know anything about, uh, you know, like self-development books? Do you know any, do you have any that you would recommend? I just read this one. And it's funny. He's like, have you ever, he said, have you ever heard of Tony Robbins? And I'm like, Nope, no, I, no clue. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, he's the one that come in the movie shallow hell, the one with the big hands. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, All right. And, uh, but he's like, he's got some pretty good books here. Check these out. He took me over there and he showed me uh, Unlimited Power. I'm looking at this book. It's actually sitting, as I'm talking to you, I have this uh, thing that's a little cute. It's only about 12 by 12. So it's about a foot square where I keep my top favorite books. And that one's in there. I'm looking at it right now. And um, so Unlimited Power. And I grabbed the book and going from a guy that has never read a book from cover to cover, from, you know, from beginning to end. And it's a big fat book. <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> I was like, all right, but you know what? It looks good. I read a little bit into it. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll check it out. And I went and I started reading it, and I I, I was highly entertained and very intrigued by all these things that he was talking about and and all these techniques. It was very tactical in a way, you know. It wasn't like like he says himself, it's not a bunch of mumbo jumbo, you know, like um, the way he words it is like, oh, the grass is green, the grass is green, the grass is green, all of a sudden the grass is green. He's like, no, he actually works on giving you specific tactics on how to make the grass green. Um, and and I started reading about it. And then there was this one particular, I don't remember the, the chapter or whatnot. It was towards, I think it was about three quarters of the way into the book. It talks about how to get out of mental slumps when you have one particular incident that is really holding you back. That the moment you think of that particular incident, you are in a negative state, that you are feeling like crap, that you lose energy, that you want to go binge eat, you know, all those characteristics of a bad thing, mm -hmm. right? And it talks about this weird technique that he's like, okay, what? Just close your eyes and pretend like you're living it again and pretend like you're there and grasp onto the feelings. Make sure that that scene is bright and lit and the sounds are there and everything. I did it so much that I actually felt like shit by thinking about it. I was like, oh, but then it tells you, okay, now grab that same scene and grab that those that same imagery and that same sound and start making it worse. You know, make it in black and white. Make the screen fuzzy. Pretend like it's a TV and it's the the, the it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, make the sounds go away. Make it distort. And 
doing this exercise all the way up until the point that that um, image literally disappears. It's like somebody shut off an old, one of those old tube TVs, you know, like poof, the light went out. And, um, and I did it. And it's funny because the first time when I read it, I was like, man, what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> this is stupid. Right. And then I said, all right, you dumbass, you really are in a bad situation. Might as well try, you know, mm. like don't be the same guy that you've been so many years that thinks, you know, everything that believes that, you're the king of the world because obviously you're in a bad place because of that. Um, mm. you know, at the age of 25, I was making really good money. I had my kids. I had my wife. Everything was going well for me. Mm. I thought that by the time I was 35, I was going to retire a millionaire. And everything was going well because I was a, always a hardworking dude. Mm. When the shit hit the fan and things started going south, I very quickly realized that I needed to learn more and I needed to learn more faster. Um, and I think that was, that, that was the biggest thing that I said, I told myself, okay, you don't know it all. You're not the king of the world. You're not King Midas, which is what I used to call myself. I used to call myself King Midas. Anything I touched turned to gold. I was just, mm -hmm. um, and then um, I said, okay, open up your mind and put it into practice. Try it out. It, it's not going to hurt, you know? And I remember working, I was working at the time as a manager at a car dealership. And I remember having the book in my hand and literally while there was no movement, there weren't any customers or whatever, I would walk behind the building where the trash cans were at and I would stand right by the trash cans and close my eyes and then just go through these exercises. And I did it maybe five or six times until all of a sudden that particular incident that had happened that had really thrown me in this downward spiral uh, in my business and everything was gone. It wasn't affecting me anymore. I wasn't afraid of it. I wasn't concerned of what might happen because of it anymore. Um, it was very, it, it, honestly, man, it, it, it was so weird. And the crazy thing about it, which I uh, was also a good lesson to learn is that I went over there to my, to, to, to my other coworkers and I told them, man, Dude, I just did this and this shit fucking works. And they make fun. They made fun of me. They're like, you fucking nuts, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So excuse the language. I don't know if your podcast is R-rated or not, but <laughs> we we have explicitity. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> but you know, we're coming from Tony Robbins family, right? So absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, anyways, that was that, man. And then after that, I was I was hooked for Tony. I was like, holy crap, this, this stuff works. And then there was a few other things. And I, I remember reading about the triad of, uh, uh, of emotions and, um, you know, the, 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 the giving things meaning and the uh, effect that it can have on you, your physiology, how important it is to be um, energetic and stand up tall and smile no matter what's happening and the words we use, the vocabulary, how we apply it, all these things that I, I just started implementing and implementing just from the book. Mm. And, and to me, that was the biggest thing. That was when I said, okay. And then I, I, I bought, I, I don't remember which one was the first audio program that I bought from him, but I remember going on online and I said, I want more. I picked up the other book as well, the white one. Um, 
you know, Awaken the Giant Within. Yes. And then I went to, um, and I got the audio programs and I just started getting, diving myself deeper and deeper and deeper um, until finally I was able to attend UPW um, in 2016. So it took me a long time to go to one of his events. Um, I, it was a moment in my life that, like I said, I was rebuilding a lot. Um, I was just going through the process of rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding my business and my finances and everything because I had gone into such a deep hole. Um, I mean, just to give you a little bit of insight, when my third son was born in 2008, it got to the point that I was literally homeless with three kids, one of them a newborn. So it was rough. Wow. But, um, but you know, we pushed through and, um, and with the help of Tony and Tony's events and, and uh, a supportive wife that would, that actually told me, no, it's okay. I know you're going to put us through this. Um, we just kept pushing through and pushing through and pushing through and, and, and we made out, you know, we, we, we got out of it. So that's, that's the important part. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, it was really cool, man. And you have um, a great story to share as well about uh, a Tony event that you attended. I think it was Business Mastery you had mentioned. Correct. Tell, tell us a bit about that story, because I think of the, the rest of the community, especially those who weren't there, would really love to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to, man. So, um, you know, Business Mastery is, is designed primarily for business owners and people that are in the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial space or whatnot. And um, uh, after UPW, I signed up for the whole program of business, you know, uh, Master Mastery University. University. That's right. All the events and everything. And I included uh, Business Mastery as well. Um, I was like, I don't care. And I remember I went with another uh, couple of friends and they were like, man, you're crazy. That's a lot of money. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm pumped. I want more of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I picked up the whole package, right? And I, I bought into everything for me and my wife. And we went to the Las Vegas one um, in 2016, I believe it was, that I went to Business Mastery. Um, yeah, 2016 for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, the cool thing about Business Mastery is it talks about the spiritual side of, of business, how business is like a human and how you need to be a certain person to be able to be a great business owner and all these things. It's, it gives you all the tactical stuff as well. And it gives you a lot of specific things about taxes and financing and improving business things. Um, yet it, it also dives deep into the psychology of a business owner and the psychology of an entrepreneur, right? Yes. So, um, it goes back and they talked about, again, the, the, the six human needs that we all have, right? Um, and at the end of the event, towards the end, I think it was uh, the fourth day, because it's a five-day event, uh, towards the end of the fourth day, we put it all together and to say, okay, now that we figured out how we're going to make all this fortune by building a strong business with systems and great team culture and all this stuff, what are you going to do with the money? Because at the end of the day, what are you going to do with all of this once you have it? You know, mm. and you know, they guide you into thinking big and, and dreaming big and going all out into your exercise. And, um, and everybody maybe 
wrote down some ideas for about 30 minutes or something, just talking about and within groups or whatever, trying to figure out what they would do with all this wealth that had accumulated over the years after doing all these things. And um, everybody started sharing, you know, they go around the room and they share. And a lot of people were talking about how they would have multiple uh, residences all over the world and how they would be able to travel all over the world and experience life uh, at the best level possible. And other people were talking about being able to purchase homes for their parents because, you know, they supported them so much. And then all of a sudden this lady stands up and says, um, well, you know what? I want to do great because I want to use that money to support organizations that help children and stuff like that, particularly this one organization mm-hmm. called Operation Underground Railroad. And, um, and everybody kind of paid attention, you know, that was a very, little bit different from what everybody else was saying. And she says, well, these, this organization helps children and uh, even adults also um, that, ha- that are in slavery, um, whether it be, you know, it's, it's trafficking, human trafficking, basically. And this organization, what they do is they grab and they, 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 they're uh, former CIA, CIA agents, I believe, and um, um, military, they get together and they do these covert operations where they go around the country pretending to be buyers for these human trafficking things. They purchase the child or the person that they're trying to, to rescue, and then they do an operation to get those people that sold them in custody. I mean, it's crazy. Um, uh, yeah, and it really is. Uh, so everybody was like, wow, really? That's freaking insane, right? That's pretty intense. So then Tony says, hey, what is it? How much does it cost to get one of these? Um, how much does it cost to get one of these human, one of these kids rescued? Mm-hmm. And at that point, uh, the lady says, you know what? It's about ten to $13,000 or so, right? Something like that. And Tony says, you know what? Give me two. And I'm sorry, give me 10, he says. I'm going to give you 100,000 bucks. I'm going to donate 100,000 bucks. And you know what? Can you give me one second? I got I got to be right back. Give me one second. No problem. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> the life of the entrepreneur. I love it. <laughs> I, yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> All right. So now uh, back to the story. So, so Tony says, give me 10. And we were all like, holy crap, that's pretty cool. You know, he donated a hundred thousand bucks right there on the spot. Anyways, you go, they, they keep asking people, this other lady says something along the lines about, you know, uh, supporting their family for something else. But how do you kind of go over that? Right. That's kind of tough. Really close to me, just about five seats over to me, there's this guy, older gentleman, and he's raising his hand and he's like really wanting to get up and talk. And, uh, Tony says, okay, what's going on? And he says, you know what? Um, I was um, an orphan, uh, foster child for a long time. That story really resonated with me. I mean, I wasn't in the position of being trafficked or anything, but Mm. it was tough. And it really hit home. And he was teary-eyed. And he's all, I haven't even told my wife this, but, um, and I don't have the money like like Tony does, but I'm going to donate $25,000 to that organization as well. So everybody was like, oh, that's pretty cool, right? Amazing. Yeah. And Tony says, 
you know what? There's a great lesson here to be learned. You know, uh, the secret to living is giving. And um, I, uh, I'm really compelled to, 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 to help out this organization as much as I possibly can. So why don't we do this? Anybody that donates anything during this event, I will match. And man, everybody stood up and there was this huge line. They actually had to figure out a way and implement some sort of a system to be able to take people's information down because as they were going down to donate and donate and donate, they were like, how do we do this? How do we handle this? So they actually started having to bring people from the crew to sign people up and to just register everybody to follow up with them later and how much the donation was going to be. It was crazy. Long story short, um, within a few hours, there was like over half a million dollars put together. It was insane. And Tony is just like literally running around all by himself in the middle of the crowd, in the middle of the audience, just high-fiving everybody, (laughs) hugging everybody. I kid you not, there was not a single dry eye in that room. Not a single dry eye in that room. Everybody was just in tears and, um, and really, really, it really hit home as to the message. And it really did feel good. Now, I've always been somebody that, even through my arrogant years of thinking that I was a shit, I was always somebody that, that, that liked helping people out. Uh, mm. If I see somebody on the side of the road with a flat tire, I pull over and I help them change the flat tire. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, that's very much in my nature. But when this happened, it really, really hit home for me. It was something that I said, you know what, this is it. A hundred percent, this is the, the idea. Make enough, produce enough, grow enough as a person that you can go back and give so much more. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really cool to, to, to have that experience. Tony actually said, and I don't know, maybe it's kind of like when uh, doctors give have a baby that gives birth and says, oh, man, this is the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but Tony said in the event, he's like, you know what? This is only the second time in my 25 plus years of doing this that something like this has made me break down like this. I mean, it was it was really intense. It was really cool. And I believe now after that, he supports the organization a, a, a lot more. Like he actually made a, a video about it with uh, Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels and That's everything. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you guys are interested or curious, Tony has it on his on his Instagram. I know that uh, they they did an interview together. Really amazing that you were in the room when that occurred, because yep. that that is, you know, you, you can just tell as soon as you you get beyond yourself. You know, what I, those stories that you're sharing about others who, oh, what we would like to do, I'd like to travel, I'd like to have these things, I'd like to buy a house for my parents. But at the end of the day, it still all revolves around that person, even give, giving to even to their parents, you know, and then maybe there's some significance attached to it or something. But when you are completely dedicated to someone that you don't even know that is a complete stranger and you give beyond yourself completely that's when you know you you know that's that's the moment is what it is and and you all experienced it in that in that event obviously agreed a million percent yep and and you know what you um 
you remind me of this as well, because I know, you know, in our time since we've met that I've gotten to know you a little bit better. And we had that opportunity to meet here when you were here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, you were here in San Diego for an event for youth That's through right. the Tony Robbins uh, youth uh, program, right? That's right. That's right. And, and I learned about that and I learned about you, how you are mainly driven to give back to the youth. Mm. To give back and to really help out the the the, the young um, how do I call it? community, yeah, community. You know, yeah. So it's awesome, and that's and, and that's frankly something that I be, I believe we both have in common. We've talked about this in the past. Yes, you are very focused in teaching youth about sports and how. Um, being involved with sports, you can learn such valuable lessons about not giving up, about pushing through, about uh, always training and preparing yourself. And it just so much relates through everyday life as well. Um, but you're in a mission to, to share that with all these people um, at a young age, which is, I think, super, super cool of you. Um, so, so thanks for doing that. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I it really, it's, it's a privilege to be able to give back in that way. Uh, Tony, if some of you, I, I'm going to share more on another podcast about it. But uh, for some of you who might not know, Tony has a foundation called the Tony Robbins Foundation. He doesn't just give back to those for feeding America. And every a lot of people know about that story. But as well, uh, this one hit home for me because at Date with Destiny 2015, I heard uh, from a trainer that um, shared that, you know, youth, 13 to 17 year olds were learning the same tools and techniques that I was learning uh, at that event. And I was blown away by that. I donated instantly to that moment. And then um, about two years ago, me and my wife were like, we, we looked at the credit card statement. We're like, uh, what's this money that's coming out? Oh, yes, that's the foundation but why are we just donating money? And then that's when we realized, Hey, we can do more. So, um, that, cool. yeah, that's what, that's where I, I realized I need to go. I need to help, uh, help support that event. And then as well, um, you know, Tony helps 300 kids per year, which is really amazing. And a lot of them come from all different parts of the world, which is really amazing as well. I met people that came from Africa. I met people that came from Venezuela. I met people that all over the globe. However, it's really only 300 kids at the end of the day there's more yeah. that can be done. So uh, my, my goal is to be able to share more of his teachings, his knowledge, his, his amazing work that, you know, a lot of people should be influenced by more. Um, and that, that's really, that's really my goal. And, and of course, through sports and, and games, because, you know, kid, kids and adults alike, we all love sports and games. And there's so many life lessons to be taught through that. And I feel like it's a great conduit and a great uh, vehicle to be able to just uh, bring out those life lessons uh, in, in the kids. So, yeah, no, no, no. I think uh, I, we've talked about it, and it's it's a really, really powerful way of bringing it in. And besides, it's a it's a fun way of doing it. That's it's something right. that the, the, the kids will really appreciate, and then and and it's going to go a long way for many, many people. And like I always say, you put it out there for hundreds, maybe even thousands of people to experience. If you can help one person, just one. That's right. At a high level, you 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 can change the world. That's you know, right. you can really literally change the outcome for everybody. Uh, thanks to that one human being that you were able to inspire or introduce you introduce to something different and and just change everything. 
So absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate it. It, it is a passion of mine. Um, it's one of the, it's, it is my life goal to be able to do that full time. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love doing my businesses and being a part of them and, and, and growing in that area. I mean, if you're not growing, you're dying. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is my life mission is to be able to one day wake up every day and just be able to give back to these kids and, and just influence basically our future. Because at the end of the day, your kids, these kids that, you know, that come to these communities and that sort of thing, they're going to be the future, right? Not us. <laughs> they're going to be the future, right? So uh, it, it'd be wonderful to be able to influence them in, in that way. Yep. No, I think it's it's really 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 cool. And um, along those lines, I wanted to share with you. Uh, I've talked to you in the past about the um, the journal that I'm working on that's yes. going to be launching here in about if everything goes well in about 30 days. We got everything ready to go. Um, Please share. Yeah. So so this journal is it's called the greatest journal for high achievers. Um, we're going to have one because I've always been in the sales industry ever since I was a teen. Um, I've come up with like very specific tactics and really cool tools that you can use within a journal for salespeople. So there's going to be a version for salespeople specifically. And then, uh, my wife and I are working together being that she's also, um, highly involved in all these type of things, uh, with us that we will have, um, the greatest journal for teens and the greatest journal for, uh, children. So, uh, this particular tool is literally a physical journal that anybody can just go ahead and keep track of their goals, their gratitudes. And I take a lot of the lessons that I've learned through, um, you know, a powerful morning or things like that with, with Tony and all everything that he talks about incantations, uh, which most people refer to as affirmations, Mm -hmm. uh, gratitude. So it's a good tool to be able to keep track of everything that you're grateful for, making sure that you your focus and your attention goes towards your goals, both short-term, long-term, and then how to go ahead and be able to really um, maximize your day and set up time blocks and uh, activities to be able to, to go towards those goals. But uh, one thing that my wife and I came up with recently is that we decided that for every journal that we sell, we're going to give out a free either teens or children's journal to somebody that might not be financially able to. Um, so, and we're, we were still- and we're thinking about collabing on that as well, because of course, with uh, my potential course and that sort of thing, we're, we're looking at uh, potentially getting your teen journals in, in the hands of those uh, in the community there. So, that would that, that would be incredible, man. I think it would be awesome. And like I said, we I mean, we're, we're thinking maybe we still haven't been able to finish up the exact details of how we're going to do this. But I'm thinking maybe we we sell 250. So then we accumulate 250 journals for teens and we go to a low income school and we talk about it and we present it to them and we show them how to use it and they get access to it. Now, the coolest thing about this whole system is that alongside the journal itself, you would have access to a website that is going to have 20 to 25 introductory video trainings on how to use it. So it, it, each lesson teaches you the importance of 
positive self-talk, affirmations, incantations. Um, the importance of writing down your gratitudes and, and sending your focus to whatever it is that you're grateful for. The importance of breathing deep and meditating and exercising and having those deep breaths go into your body to oxygenate yourself, you know? So, and creating these routines and these habits that will, or as Tony calls them, these rituals that will ultimately allow you to get to where you want to be because it's all going to be centered and focused around ultimately your own goals and how you see yourself in one year, five years, 20 years. So absolutely, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I mean, uh, once it's gone, once it's launched and ready to go and we, we should have them all printed out. Uh, we're printing out our first batch of a thousand in the next two weeks. I'm thrilled about it and a little nervous. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think it's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait to, to share that with you and, and, and your people and, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. When you're all ready and finished with it, please send me the link so that we can attach it to this uh, description of this podcast. Those that are listening, if you're interested, if you're needing or you're interested in the goal uh, in, uh, in Francisco's book, the journal and the goal setting, please have a yep. look at the description and then we will add it to the description below. I might not be immediately, but keep following up. Um, yeah, or you can, uh, if you guys want follow me on Instagram, social yeah. media, you can find me uh, or on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash the greatest salesman in the world. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people ask me, it was like, oh, isn't that a little conceited or whatever? I saw that recently. I saw that. Can you please do a share on why you believe you're the greatest salesman in the world? I'm glad you saw that. That's pretty cool that you got that. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I was telling people, I'm like, you know what? In order to be the greatest salesman, you need to be a great human. Ultimately, that's the goal. It's not about sales. It's about becoming a fantastic human being in every aspect. You have to have empathy, love, real caring, integrity, um, all, the, all the things that make you a good, high-quality human being in order to become a great salesperson. Because what happens is you end up attracting those type of people into your life. And if you are selling a product, it's just going to, there's no need to really even sell it. It just happens because people want to um, uh, be a part of whatever it is that you're on a mission for. Um, so that's why um, I, I, I decided to call myself the greatest salesman in the world because I'm not there yet. I'm far from being uh, a great human. I, tr I try to be. Uh, but you all make mistakes and we're not a hundred percent per nobody is. And there's no, there's no way in achieving perfection, mm -hmm. but as long as I, I believe that as long as you're really striving and working hard every single day to, 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 to get there, learning consistently improving, you're, you're, you're in good shape. Absolutely. And yep. you, you know, the, you, you I love how you are setting out these goals, having a target to get to. Uh, it, it is about the journey, right? And realizing what you want to achieve and what you want to become. So really great on you to have that share. I love how, because as you look at and, and listen to uh, yourself in terms of the greatest salesman in the world, come on, why? <laughs> How can this person? And when you, when I saw that uh, post you had uh, from the person asking you uh, why you even feel this way, 
man, what yeah. a great response is what I was thinking. And of course, he felt the same way as well, right? So yeah. <laughs> he said, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, turning negatives into positives. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Francisco. This was really great. I appreciate you coming on the call. Uh, lots of great learning, especially the underground uh, and the and the kids and saving them from, you know, being... The giving back. Oh, man, the giving back. It, it, it really, it, it's really powerful stuff. And guys, it's really more about sharing these stories and sharing the learnings that we can have from them because there's just so many stories within the Tony community. I want to make sure that everybody gets a little bit more. You don't have to listen to every single podcast, but anything that speaks to you, anything, I'm hoping something touches you in some way. So this is the goal here. So thank you for... Many people after the years of us being a part of the Tony Robbins community and everything, how many stories have we heard? Oh, hundreds. Exactly. It's really incredible. Friendships along the way. It's really cool because you you know you meet like like minded individuals. So it's awesome that you decided to put this together. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, And there's not going to be a lack of stories or a lack of subject matter because there's all kinds of. So very cool that you're doing this. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate everybody uh, listening because we're not great at podcasting. The The platform is, is going to get better. I promise. We will get better. I promise. <laughs> but um, the stories, the stories are amazing. Take the stories away. Take the learning away that you're hearing here on these. Um, that's what I'm hoping that you gain from this. And uh, yeah, we'll be sharing more. Awesome. Very excited to see the progress, and I'm looking forward to seeing you um, again soon. Hopefully, whenever you're in San Diego or if ever I'm in, in your neck of the woods, we can uh, touch base and, and meet up, go, go hang out, have a cup of coffee, and shoot, and, and shoot some other stories together. Definitely. Definitely. Francisco, thank you again, and thank um, you. I will be talking to you soon. All righty, man. All have right. a great day. Good luck too. with everything. Thank you. Right. Bye. 